0: I'm Katie Heiler, and you're listening to the Science Line podcast. This is the sound of science. Inhale, exhale. Inhale, exhale. A few months back, I was in my first yoga class ever, and I was not feeling relaxed. My attention was focused on bending my body into whatever shape I was supposed to make and the sweat dripping down my face. And on top of all this, someone kept telling me when to breathe. Actually, it was this person.
1: My name is Daniela Rosales-Friedman. I'm a yoga instructor here in New York. I'm creator of Yoga for the Single Girl, and I teach in Brooklyn, Manhattan, and hopefully beyond.
0: As it turns out, when I did as I was told and focused on breathing deeply, I felt a lot more comfortable, even with the sweat on my brow.
1: The breath is actually a really, it is very important. It was it's taught to me to be a metronome, so that the, the rhythm of your breath is the rhythm of your physical movement. You find that you have certain kinds of movements that, that are related to an inhale and certain kind of movements that are related to an exhale, and it's just the expansion of your body.
0: This made sense, but the scientist in me still wondered, what does breathing like that do for our bodies? I called Dr. Susan Lord in Massachusetts. Susan works at the Kripalu Center for Yoga and Health, the largest in the country, and she's got a unique job there.
2: I teach people, again, how to breathe like a baby. Breathing is one of the most important things that we do. Um, And actually, we don't need to be taught originally how to do it because babies breathe perfectly. Um, Just put them on their back and look at them when they breathe. And what you will see is that their chests are quiet and their bellies are rising and falling with the breath. And this is the most physiologic way to breathe. This is called diaphragmatic breathing. So we, we know this instinctively when we're little and then when we're Young children were running around all the time, and when you're running around, you're breathing very deeply, and so your body's getting well oxygenated. It's only after we get into school and we're told that we have to sit in chairs hour hour, hour after hour that we lose the uh, natural um, mechanism of breathing.
0: Susan explained the basic biology of what breathing incorrectly does to our body. We need to get oxygen distributed to every cell. If we're not doing this efficiently, our organs have to work harder.
2: And they can't serve you optimally and so you you may find that uh, you get colds more often or that your gut doesn't work so well you can't digest your food well.
0: So I asked Susan if she could teach me the proper way to breathe.
2: It's actually sort of a three-part breath and this is called yogic breathing or diaphragmatic breathing. The diaphragm is a very very thick big muscle that divides uh, the chest cavity from the abdominal cavity So it's a horizontal muscle that goes right across underneath the lungs. Part 1. As you inhale, you press the diaphragm down, and the belly moves out. The belly expands. Part 2. The diaphragm moves down. It forces air into the lower lobe of the lung. And this is the place where there's the greatest oxygen exchange. We have the greatest blood flow there. This is the part that often gets missed. If we breathe shallowly, we will not fill that lower lobe. So as you inhale, the belly moves out, the lower lung fills, then the middle lung fills, and then finally at the end, the upper lobe, and you'll feel just a gentle rise in, in the top part of your chest. Part three. And then as you exhale, the chest empties first, and then the lower, as the lower lobe begins to exhale, you'll feel your belly move in again.
0: If that feels a little strange or forced, that's okay.
2: For some people, it takes a, a little bit of practice. But after a while, it, can become, it becomes quite habitual that this is just the way you breathe, and especially when you're under stress.
0: That part about being under stress is important. It turns out that breathing properly can actually help your body handle stress better.
2: When we're under stress, one of the stress responses is to breathe in a very shallow way, just into the upper chest. Um, and, and this is part of a me- mechanism to keep us safe. Because uh, if you've ever ever seen National Geographic and you see a little rabbit running across a field and a hawk flies over, the, the rabbit will freeze. That's, that's what it does. Uh, and it won't even breathe. It will hold its breath for a little while because a hawk can see your breast, your breast moving, your chest moving up and down, and you'll be somebody's lunch. And so as animals, we are trained instinctively to not move our chest when we breathe if we're under tremendous stress. It's very powerful because it affects the nervous system directly. It's like a switch. It it turns you from, if you're nervous and anxious, uh, you know, or in sort of a fight-or-flight stressed-out situation, the breath is the connection toward relaxation. So if you breathe this way, you'll find your whole body and mind begin to calm down. So it has a tremendous uh, effect on your nervous system and how it's firing.
0: Daniela told me that outside of the yoga studio, she uses breathing to quell her anxiety, too.
2: There's a um,
1: kind of breathing which is actually pretty, uh, a specific kind of breathing. It's pretty simple to learn. It's one of the first kinds of breaths that um, beginner yoga students are taught, and it's called ujjayi breathing. It is, if you imagine it, it's as if you opened your mouth, or you could open your mouth, and fog up a mirror and make that ha sound, right? And so you feel there's a a real, like, restriction in the back of the throat there. And if you do that and breathe that way, but feel the lips and have the breath flow in and out of the nose, but keep that same sort of tightness to the back of the throat, it literally shrinks the space where the breath can move in and out of, slows it down, and because the breath is slowed down, so is the mind, and so is so is your mood. Personally, when I'm feeling stressed, I'll often just take a couple of ujjay breaths and really amp it up, so I can hear it. You can hear that that sort of like Darth Vader kind of sound in your in your in your skull as you do that, and it's it's sort of silly, and it's sort of loud, but it helps me to just calm down. You sort of take a big inhale and then exhale out of your mouth, you know, and you can't help but feel. A moment of releasing a tension or a moment of calm or something
2: to get very still,
0: what I still didn't understand was if breathing properly is so good for you, why don't we hear about it more often?
2: I think we've just forgotten you, you know we're we're such a cerebral culture, and the the intellect is valued over everything. so my hope in the future is that that um, our health care will be much more focused on teaching people how to take care of themselves, because most of the diseases we see today stem from unhealthy lifestyles.
0: Maybe someday breathing properly will be like flossing, something that we're taught to do at a very young age and encouraged to do for the rest of our lives. But maybe we shouldn't hold our breath. This podcast has been brought to you by ScienceLine.org. I'm Katie Heiler. Thanks for listening.